drive-time radio DJs, though, they're always talking about how radio is crushing it. Radio's not a dying industry, said the man on the Titanic. Is that really what they say? All the time. I I, I listen to morning radio every morning, basically, Um, and there's a show that's like the number one sports show in in the U.S. in the time slot or something like that. Um, But yeah, they're, they're big on, like, radio's not a dying industry, please give me ad money. I mean, listen, if they're still making money, I guess it's not dying. I just, I am such a huge radio fan, like, before smartphones, before even internet radio shows, I used to Napster, like, people would upload um, talk radio and morning shows from all over the world onto Napster, and I would download those to listen to, like, I love radio, it's just, I can't imagine the numbers are anywhere near what they used to be. Yeah, in like the 1940s when they didn't have TVs yet and stuff like that? Yeah, like Those numbers were crazy high. (laughs) Or like how, um, I think like Stephen Colbert gets like 8,000 viewers now, whatever show he's on. Like it's not, people aren't watching uh, broadcast stuff like they used to. No. Um, so what is happening on this show? They are, Ronnie, is this like after Ronnie went to the club, right? And he was doing the triple kiss? Yeah, and now he's bragging about, um, coming back and sleeping with Sam after he got back in. Yeah, and I don't think they fucked, but they, um, they like, he crawled into bed with her and they snuggled. Yeah, they might have squeezed. I honestly think they might have squeezed. I don't know how I watched... I did not know Ronnie was short until, like, three or four years ago. I watched the whole first run of the show. I did not notice. I have no idea. He's the shortest man you've ever seen. He's built like a short dude. He is so short. How it went unnoticed, I don't know. The Um, the length of his arms, the fact that it's, like, mostly bicep and a very short forearm. These are are all characteristics of a shorty. and, And, well, you know, I think his upper body is that of someone taller than his lower body so maybe that kind of tricked me like he's got a short lower body very um, short he has the upper body of someone who's 5'7 but the lower body of someone who's 5'2 and that's why he's halfway in between it's like a, an Italian Roomba <laughs> that's what it is that is what it is um yeah, Ronnie's gross. Oh, they should like a plastic handle of vodka. Yeah, I. When do they? Did they they eventually upgrade, right? Like you see them drinking like Dom and stuff like that as they get for inc- increasingly more famous, or do they kind of s- stick to the the cheap shit? 
I think they upgraded. Oh, Situation just did the thing where he, like, there was, like, a, a dead beer on his nightstand, and he, like, reached over. And we've all done that where you're super drunk, and you're thirsty, and there's, like, a warm beer on your nightstand. You're like, ugh, ugh, moisture in my mouth. Super gross. Very. Is, um, Polly trying to snuggle with Minnie right now? No, I guess I misunderstood what was happening. Yeah, no, I also <laughs> misunderstood that. Um, uh, well, Ronnie's claiming he doesn't remember what happened because of the Patron, bro. Blank, uh, black baseball cap, uh, slight tilt to the left might be my new going out hat. It's not a bad look. Um, I have a. It's so slightly turned. I love it. Yeah, yeah. I'm gonna start wearing mine that way because I have two hats like that. That also like one has like a dime-sized National Geographic logo on it, and the other one has a quarter-sized Lisa Simpson on it. Um, and I'm gonna start wearing those askew and probably with the. Uh, the cross, the gold cross bling. What did what did uh, DJ Polly D just say that uh, Roddy's the president of the I'm Fucked Club or something like um, that? Uh, the the IFF, the I'm Fucked Foundation. Oh yeah, he's not only a member, he's the founder. Right. Oh yeah, and Angelina saw the three way kiss, and you know she's not known for shutting the fuck up, so. She, like, the, I didn't necessarily really understand why she got the brunt of it so bad in season one. I kind of thought they, she was annoying and stuff like that. I thought they kind of ganged up on her a little, unless I'm missing something really dramatic. Uh, She just crumbles in this episode. Just, like, completely betrays everything, which is a bold move. Yeah. And the thing is, um, I mean, we know how this plays out is that Sammy is that type of girl where if you tell her something she needs to hear but doesn't want to hear, she's going to kill the messenger. And that is what's going to happen. What is that? Did he just make an egg? I think Ronnie's making an egg white omelet. It didn't look like seasoned at all. Uh, Yeah, I mean, probably not. Oh, no. Oh, God. It looks like like a pancake. Yeah, it's like he didn't... You're Italian. Put some sausage and peppers in there. That's right. Um, all right, flashback to the fight. Is this whole season them fighting? Oh, wait, he put ketchup on his egg white omelet. Or is it hot sauce? Hot sauce would be better. Hot sauce would be better. I'm also... I'm not a, a ketchup purist. I, I'm okay with ketchup on eggs. I've kind of always been that stance, but I'll, I'll stand on it now on a public forum. I'm okay with it. I just, I couldn't believe that there was nothing. It was just like a, sh- a pancake of egg whites. <laughs> and then he put ketchup on it. And then douse it in ketchup. Uh, that, yeah, that would be weird. Okay. Somewhere yeah, in the middle. Is, that makes sense. Yeah. Um, do we think that Sammy's sh- rhinestone Chanel earrings are real or fake? Season two. 
some of them were partying in Vegas over the summer, I'm going to say she spent multiple months worth of her first season salary on them, but they are real. Okay. I wonder how much they got paid for the first season, like $500 a week? I think a lot of it, I, it might have just been for, just to hang out. Like, you get a free house and the whatever, you get to be famous. I bet you that was the pitch on a lot of the early reality TV was just like, it couldn't have been that much of a money draw, right? Yeah, I know that in 2010 was when I applied to be on the Bad Girls Club, and that was 500 a week. Let me see what, um, how much they were making that first season. It's so weird, like, 2000s fashion is, like, back, and, um, now I see, like, ads for Amazon, you know how they have Amazon Essentials, and it'll be Amazon Mm -hmm. Essentials, or Y2K jeans, and it's, like, a low-rise, super low-rise bedazzled jean with detailed pockets um and I'm like ooh, it's so weird because I just have like really tacky memories of all that stuff oh my if you went back and like bought all the Ed Hardy and just held on to it for 15 years I would be sitting on tens of thousands of dollars worth of merchandise oh yeah a hundred percent um woulda coulda shoulda huh (laughs) right right I just, I got rid of all. I actually, I thank God, I was never even close to the graphic tee era. I was, I was closer to one of the worst eras. I think that is probably making a comeback soon, um, like the ironic tee that's just like text that just yep. says something like, mm, "I think this would be better with bacon" or something yeah. like that. Um, <laughs> um, I I was a part of that. And then I think that's I think that's dangerously close to to resurfacing. Yeah, God, that was such a fun. That was like the beginning of the idiocracy era <laughs> in America. It was the beginning of the end. That that's when that became the norm. Uh, was I, when, I remember everything yeah. was like, it, like someone would say something, and uh, inevitably someone in the group would go, "That's a T-shirt." Yep. Yep. <laughs> Yep, that's a t-shirt was a that's, good one. That's a t-shirt. I'd be like, yep. man, hard time waking up today. And then someone would go, oh, that's, you put that on a t-shirt. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, this uh, is such an untapped part of my, like, uh, it hasn't necessarily been fully stored in my memory yet. It's still kind of floating around, and this is just mixing it all up. Mixing it's it mixing in. up my whole brain soup, and now I'm thinking about stuff from 2013. Oh, the worst. Um, Nicole, and by the way, for the listeners, if you hear my dog, I'm sorry. He's, like, being a pain in my fucking ass today. I don't know what he wants, so I apologize. Uh, Jenny and Snooky went to what they called a tranny store, which you can't say anymore. Um, no, you cannot. And they were like, oh, we love shopping down here. It's, like, different than what you get at home. And it's just, like, shitty club clothes that I'm pretty sure you can <laughs> I lived in New York at this time. Like, this was, like, at Rainbow. Any sort of East Coasters know the Rainbow stores? Like, you could buy those clothes there. And Snooki spent, like, $350 on a pair of sunglasses that had rhinestones glued all over the front of them. Uh, And I'm just, I didn't know Rainbow was a chain. Yeah, it's all, there's several just in Manhattan alone. 
No, yeah, I, there's there was one in like the next town over from me. I just assumed, I was like, oh yeah, the rainbow, but I did not know that there was more than one of them I'd never seen. Yeah, it's like I don't think in my life. It's like a it's almost like the his like I don't I don't know like almost like the Puerto Rican version of like a K Momo, um, and out here we have this one. I I think it's local. It's called Nickel City Baby three exclamation points. And it's, it's like a very similar to a rainbow, um, just like it's stripper clothes is what it is. And it's, it's yeah, Nickel City, baby. I, got, I, got, I gotta, keep, gotta keep my eye out for that around here. Like, I don't know, I think I've only got like bougie uh, thrift stores in my, I've got like Buffalo exchanges and stuff like that, which aren't, aren't quite as trashy. No, yeah, you're missing out. Because there was this girl at my bar once who was wearing... It was made out of, like, really stretchy T-shirt material, and it was a tube skirt. So it went all the way down to her calves, but the sides were a series of slashes. Um, you can imagine it. But the drunker she got, okay. the more it started to twist. So you could tell if it twisted a little more, it would be, the, the cuts would be rather than down her thigh, like, down her ass crack. And yeah. um, we, me and some of the guys were having a real good time. Uh, watching that uh, situation develop. Yeah, watching it revolve. Yeah, it was was a revolving skirt, and we were ready. We were, as the sun was setting, because it started in the afternoon, we were like, there might be a full moon tonight. Um, We reached this scene where they drop the, like, situation is marinating chicken, and he puts it in the fridge in a position... Uncovered. Yeah, where it's, like, not in there safely. And so Snooky opens the fridge door, and it falls out, and it's, there's, like, what the fuck? It looks like he dumped an entire bottle of Sweet Baby Ray's on a it chicken. It looks like, that's, yep, yeah, it's just, it looks like ribs. It looks like, it looks like finished lathered ribs. It is the wettest thing I've ever seen. <laughs> Granted, I don't, I haven't eaten meat since I was seven, so I don't know how the fuck you do it, but I've never seen it that wet. And there's sauce everywhere, and then they're kind of debating, can we eat this? Should we eat this? Do we rinse it off? Do we not? Like, it, it's pretty gross. It is kind of gross. I think, theoretically, you could probably rinse it off and get down to the naked chicken and start over and marinate it. But do you want to? <laughs> do you have another no. whole bottle of Sweet Baby Ray's lying around? You might have used all your, all your Baby Ray's. I think you did, because that was clearly a whole bottle. I'll never forget, I used to love Sweet Baby Ray's. Like, 21 years ago, I discovered it. Fucking loved it. I'd get my tater tots or my mashed potato smiles, if you've ever had those. Dip them in the Sweet Baby Ray's. And I had someone I worked with at a restaurant. I was telling them, like, man, have you tried Sweet Baby Ray's? And they're like, yeah. It's like cheap barbecue sauce. It's like pure corn syrup. And I was like, that is so rude. They were so rude to me over my taste in barbecue sauce. Yep. Like, yep. The I'm fuck? the same. The, the same way I love um, uh, Ken's Ranch, and I was yeah. like, "Oh, Ken's is like quality. Like it's not. I mean, even Hidden Valley is like pretty good. It's not like Heinz or whatever. Like it's it's an actual ranch. And uh, yeah, and then I had that ruined for me when I like had people like clowning me for it. I guess liking just that particular brand too much. Like being partial towards trash. I okay. But also, like, ranch is a trash dressing. People make fun of ranch. So trash. They make so fun. trash. Yeah, yes. it's just the idea that you would 
enjoy ranch, but then also be like, but only good ranch. And I get it. Like, I've worked at restaurants. We made it from scratch. Like, I'm sure that is maybe better than a Ken's. But at the end of the day, you are, it's like, don't sauce shame is what I'm saying. I'm very anti-sauce shame. And you know what? It should be a (laughs) t-shirt. It should be a t-shirt. Stop stop sauce slander. There we go. Triple S. Put that on a (laughs) t-shirt. Sammy is like, she's like a drunk that seems kind of stoned, you know, uh, almost catatonic drunk. And she's talking to in her confession about how her mind is all twisted up about Ronnie. And um, I just feel embarrassed for her, to be honest. Yeah. She's twisted. She's got he's got her wrapped around his little finger, but everything about him's little. Oh, they're saying that you can just cook it. Because yes. the it because the fire the heat burns all the germs or something, which is the grossest thing I've ever heard. But yeah, it makes sense. I hate that it makes sense. It is very gross. It would kill germs, but if there's like sand in dust it, and stuff, yeah, yeah, you come in off the beach. There's gonna be sand on your floor. <laughs> like I don't live by the beach, but I go paddleboarding every week. And I bring my equipment in, which I shake off, but I'll sweep my floor, and then, like, the next day, I'll still be finding sand on my floor, like, mm-hmm. so this is a beach house that seven people live in. There's no way you didn't pick up a little sand, a little... There's cigarette ashes. Cigarette ashes. <laughs> oh, fuck. Um, oh, and Mike's ordering takeout food, and they're like, what's the name? And he's like, the situation... And they're like, whatever, man. <laughs> so I, when when season one happened, I don't know if people really knew that the show was on. Like, I think they'd kind of just show up at the club and probably be like, oh, shoot, there's, like, a camera crew here. Mm-hmm. Um, isn't, like, they, they really do start running into, like, paparazzi and, like, people that are showing up to all these clubs and stuff like that, right? Like, as the I seasons so. go, they run into, like, way more crowds that they attract. Yeah, and people get shitty to them. Like, they're, like, rude to them. Um, whose boobies do they see? Who's in the shower? Is that Jenny? Oh, it's JWoww, yeah. Well, if you're going to see some boobies, those are probably the ones. <laughs> oh, I think I saw them. Damn. Yeah, I think she turns around again, too. I mean, maybe she does. I don't know. I haven't watched this scene, really. I Those salads, yeah. it looks like they got, like, pizza delivery or, like, Italian delivery. And I gotta say, those salads in the the clear clamshell takeout salads that's just like lettuce, tomato, onion, uh, cucumber, feta, like Italian dressing, just like a lowbrow basic bitch takeout salad, those slap. I'm not mad at those at all. And 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 a salad purist would give you a little bit of shit for that. Oh yeah. And that's not fair. No. I, it's all it's a vegetable. Most people would be happy for me. I'm kind of proud of myself that I ate a full thing of vegetables that wasn't like covered in chicken or honey mustard or something like that. Like, leave me be. And it goes perfect with like if you get the hot, like hot pizza, hot spaghetti, calzone, whatever. It's like the hot Italian whatever. And then you get that icy, cold, crispy lettuce and you eat it out of that plastic container, that plastic clamshell. I can hear the Cuts sounds. right through it. Oh, it's the best. People used to be, like, 
happier with normal food. You know what I mean? Yep. Like, yeah, it was okay to it was okay to cook hot dogs in your own apartment. Yeah. That used to be an okay thing. And I'm trying to bring it back. I had four the other night, and it was a a very cheap, I affordable and shameful but delicious dinner. I'm not gonna, sh- dude. I'm from the Midwest. Like we are simple people. You go to a cookout, it's like hamburgers, buns, a pasta salad, a potato salad. If you're lucky, an iceberg lettuce salad, and everybody's happy. I don't know if they're still like that. I don't live in the Midwest anymore, but it was simpler times, and I like that. Now it's like people are scared to entertain because it's like, well, I don't know how to make, um, like, a shaved radicchio. Like, I don't know. (laughs) Like, people don't want to have friends over because they feel like they don't know how to cook. Mm Mm-hmm. Oh, this is the episode of The Ultimatum when Jenny says, you can stay and get your ass beat, or you can stay and get your ass beat. It's a good moment. <laughs> Someone on Reddit made a pie chart of that once. They were like, Angelina's options in season two. <laughs> and every slice, the color coordinated to stay and get your ass beat. <laughs> Those sunglasses that Snooki has on her head look impossible to wear. Yeah, they, you can't see out of them. But I do remember I, those. Like, <laughs> L- Lady Gaga wore glasses like that in her first music video. And I was, like, the friend out of all my groups. Like, I'd buy the the rhinestones, and I'd get sunglasses from the Dollar Tree, and I would um, use the Gorilla Glue or whatever. I'd bling them out and give them to my friends on, like, club nights. I'd be like, we're wearing these tonight. And we all thought we were so cool. A lot of rhinestones. Got to think what the rhinestone industry's been up to for the past 10 years. Yeah, like, is Swarovski okay? There's a big rhinestone has been hurting. I wonder how long they... I never owned the rhinestone... I wasn't a rhinestone girl during this time. Like, all... Because, like, Snooki's wearing a t-shirt dress that's all blinged out. Angelina's wearing... um, Mike's got some on his shirt. Yeah, like, do they stay, or did they fall off? How durable were these things? And how do we feel about Polly D's star elbow tattoo? It looks like he's in 311. It it does look like he's in 311. 311 is the funniest band. They're from Omaha. Oh, really? You, you know, yeah, they're from Omaha, Nebraska, but put on a patois. No. Dead serious. That's hilarious. Uh-huh. Good for them? Yeah, I mean, they fooled, a lot, they fooled a lot of people, I guess. That is so funny. Never I mean, trust white reggae. You can never trust white reggae. It's, it's funny. Not how, for like, us. It's not for us. It's funny how Rachel Dolezal got so much heat, but yeah, 311 is still touring with their fake patois. Like, what is happening? Why is yeah, it okay I mean, they're, I think they're doing more of a disservice to the black community than Rachel Dolezal is. Yeah, Rachel Dolezal was trying to help. <laughs> have you ever had a drink? They have those giant hurricane tumblers where it's like skinny in the middle and it's like a foot and a half tall and then big at the... The, the Vegas like a, drink. 
Yeah, have you had those? I, I don't think I've ever drinking anything out of one of those containers. I I ha- I think me and somebody else like split one. It was like which is gayer than you'd think. Uh, is splitting no, it's a massive. Real gay. It's very gay. It's very gay to split a uh, a massive daiquiri in Vegas with your bro. Yeah, especially afterwards <laughs> when you go to ass to ass with that giant tube cup. <laughs> that's when it gets real gay. It is. That's where it gets alarmingly more. Oh, not alarmingly, but astoundingly more. Gay. Yeah, it really seals the deal as it goes in. Um, yeah, I don't think I've ever had one out of that. But I'm the thing is. I think Scott still I, has Scott still has some of that culture. Like you guys have I know. the is it day drink or do you guys have uh, open carry or not open carry? No, uh, uh-uh. uh, we have to go now where you can get a cocktail from a restaurant to go, um, but it has to be taped because no one's gonna open the tape on the way home because they're of course it's supposed they started it during the pandemic and then it went away and then they made it permanent. Um, and theoretically, it's so that you can take it home with your meal and have the cocktail at home with your meal. Because um, mm-hmm. obviously, no one's going to take the piece of tape off the top and put the straw into the cup and drink it on would the drive Never home. Would never think of that. Um, I never did, like, the Scottsdale thing. I There were a couple hipster clubs in South Scottsdale that I would go to with, like, my emo mullet. Um, like, glam rock nights and stuff, but... My boyfriend managed a bar in Old Town, which, for people unfamiliar, it's the second biggest bachelorette party destination in the country after Nashville, um, and it's very fake tits clubby, um, but he, he did, like, the whole thing, where it's, like, the pre-shift meetings, they'd give everyone shots of Jaeger, they'd be doing lines of coke off the boss's desk, like, that whole life that I never lived, unfortunately. Never had it either. I never, I've never worked in a restaurant or a bar or anything like that. And I think that's one of my bigger regrets. Like, I wish I had done it when I was like 16 through the end of college. Like, I wish that that, that's what I did retail instead, but I definitely should have done like the food thing. It seemed way more fun. It's way more fun. It's definitely party people. It becomes a trap though. Um, Because you do make really good money and not anymore because most places you're, Tips are all credit card. It goes on your check. But back in the day, your tips were cash. You left with all your cash. Like, even your charge trips, you left with that cash at night. So people, you just easy come, easy go. They spend that money. They party. And it becomes like a trap because, and I say this as someone who's graduated college three times and done two professional certificate programs, that every time I've gone into a professional field, I come running back because I'm like, oh, this is like a lot of work for not as much money. I can just put liquids in cups and be nice to assholes and I make way more money. And so you, I never established a career because I kept like backsliding, being like, oh, this is way easier. It happened to a bunch of my friends uh, during the pandemic. Like I got a job and then nine months later, the world shut down. A whole bunch of my friends lost their first job like after nine months. No one was hiring anybody. You were the, like the least experienced people in the workforce, technically. So a lot of them just went back to like serving and all that and like bartending and again, made like way more money than most of the people, even during like the pandemic and stuff like that. Like they were still making, making pretty decent money. Yeah, it's why, and I feel like sometimes I'll feel like a brat, but like I have some teaching shifts that I drive 45 minutes to get to, but I only 
only have like two classes or three classes or in one case four classes. And yeah, I make between $25 and $55 an hour. But if you're only working for two hours and you have to drive 45 minutes to get there, it kind of, and then I go, I, when I'm like, God, I hate this. Like the juice is not worth the squeeze. And I'm like, most people, like I'll have a class if it's not super full. Um, I only make 20 to 25 bucks an hour for like an empty-ish class. I go, most people would be really happy to make it, be making $25 an hour just telling people how to work out. And here I am being like, God, this sucks. Um, <laughs> And maybe if if it if it was next door to me, I'd feel differently. But yeah, I'm like, well, I drove, I I drove forty five minutes, and I only made a hundred dollars, you know. And I'm like, most people would be happy with that. Um, Do you, how much of your exercise class are you doing any exercise? Are you like, do you like kind of show it once or something, and then have them like copy it? Um, kind of. So the goal is always to be able to thoroughly describe it with your words so you don't have to demo it um and I have 12 reformers in a room so if they're all full I can't demo it um but uh and a lot of the stuff like their warm-ups the stuff where they're laying on their backs I can't do with them I've strangely gotten a little more out of shape since teaching because I'll do standing work with them or I'll get up on we have these Pilates chairs that push together and I'll get so it's like a stage and I get up and I'll demo mat work but there's a lot of stuff I can't I don't do with my class because I have to keep an eye on them so if it puts my body in a position where I can't look at these people then I can't do it if that makes mm-hmm. sense so mm-hmm. um so I would say I'm probably working out 10% of the time with them and there are classes where I'm like Oh, I just had to demo every single move because these people are idiots. Like a lot of people, they don't, they're, we just don't live in a verbal world anymore. People don't read, they don't communicate. They're, we're, we scroll through TikTok and Instagram. So like younger people don't understand verbal cues. And so you have to do it and they stare at you while they breathe through their mouth and then they can do it. Um <laughs> It's called being a visual learner. It's called being a visual learner, and it's very normal for to to stand mouth agape looking at stuff. That that is my that's my resting position. Sometimes I'm like, you've been coming here five times a week for four years. How do you not understand this? And I'm just like, okay. I had a class this week that I literally worked out like the whole class with them because they they could not understand words. Um. And I know it wasn't me being a bad communicator because I've used those words with other people and it worked out just fine. So, yeah, it's weird. Um, and I'm a brat. Uh, but, and, you know, I was kind of spoiled as a bartender. I had a set schedule and I did, like, a, a seven-hour shift, an eight-hour shift, a nine-hour shift, and a ten-hour shift. Four days in a row, nice and condensed, moved on with my life. But now I work, like, seven days a week and it's, you know, I'm a brat about it. Um we just missed the... Tattoo uh, scene? <laughs> it's the worst, largest, and worst-placed tattoo I've maybe ever seen. Outside of a face tattoo or something, it's, like, on his bikini line. And it's prayer hands <laughs> with rosary be- beads in them. It's very big. 
it's it goes like waist to rib cage. And it's a type of lo- it's like a line drawing, almost like he traced it. And then they were being this was the tra- this is the most white trash scene where he's like, it really meant a lot to me that Sam was there for me as I was going through this. And she's, like, stroking his hand and being like, I'm there for you always. Like, even if we're not together, I'm going to be there for you. And they're making it out to be this big thing. And it's like, she didn't stand by you while you dealt with, like, losing your limbs in a explosion in Iraq. Like, she didn't help you go through physical therapy to learn how to walk on prosthetic legs. She fucking held your hand while you got an ugly-ass tattoo. That was a choice. He's like, oh, yeah, Sam was really there for me. It meant so much. Like, they're having this crazy it's emotional like, bonding experience. You made the well, appointment. It's like, you, you set the appointment up. <laughs> no, one, no one held you down and tattooed your, your, your midriff. Yeah, like, the next scene is going to be her getting a Brazilian wax, and she's going to be like, yeah, it meant so much to me that Ronnie was there for me while I got my puss and my asshole wax. And I really, I wasn't sure about getting the ponytail, but then... When Ronnie was there to hold my hand, I said, yeah, you can do the ponytail, and then she waxed my asshole. Which, by the way, that's what they call it when they do the crack as well. They go, you want the ponytail? That's amazing. I didn't know how that interaction uh, happened between waxer and waxy. How how you were supposed to ask for it. Just like supposed to lift your knees closer to your chest or something. Yeah, I mean, everyone has you in kind of different positions, but like... The ponytail's a kind of universe. Or they'll say, do you want the back? But during this era, they called it the ponytail. They'd be like, ponytail? And then you get your asshole waxed. Um, it's just, yeah, it was so funny how dramatic they were being about getting a tattoo. Like, are you fucking kidding me? Mike's deciding between purple shirt with sparkles or <laughs> yellow shirt. With sparkles, which I will say, he's probably one of the only dudes tan enough to pull off that shade of yellow. Yeah. Because that shade of yellow is not for uh, the whitest of whites. No. We got at my bar, usually when we got merch made, it was, our colors are like orange, black, and white. And so usually when we got shirts made, it would be like a black shirt with the orange logo on it. An orange shirt with the black and white logo on it. Well, we got a batch of, like, banana pudding yellow shirts in. Awful. 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 It's a tough color. Which we don't have to wear a uniform. We sell the merch to customers, but usually, like, the boss will be like, here, we got new shirts, take one. Um, Well, it was a joke for a while because no one wanted to buy them, so every new hire we got, like, if we didn't know they were going to last, we'd be like, oh, here, we got a shirt for you, and give them this horrible banana pudding shirt. And this one guy stuck around, and he did wear it to his shift. Like, his first, like, five shifts, he would wash it and wear it to his... And so we just call him... His name's Puddin' now. We just call him Puddin'. <laughs> so did he... He didn't walk in and recognize that everyone else was wearing a different colored shirt. Well, I, I, no, mean, I guess there wasn't a uniform. That's right. It wasn't, yeah. There wasn't a, yeah, there wasn't a uniform. No, I don't, wear, I don't wear a uniform shirt. And so, yeah, he was Puddin', and then this guy, Dave, we had purple shirts... Uh, that they made when the Suns were in the playoffs. So they made shirts that were purple with orange logos for the Phoenix Suns color, and this guy would always wear his purple shirt. So he's Purple Dave. And he doesn't even work there anymore, but um, we have, like, a boozy slushy machine, and if there's a purple flavor, like, 
people are like, what, what flavors do you slush do you have? And we'll go, oh, well, we've got the Purple Dave. <laughs> Just to kind of, you know, nicknames, Puddin', Purple Dave. You can't do anything when you come into a new environment without it becoming your identity. So tough. It's your. It's my biggest fear, I think, when I go into a new environment is adopting some sort of nickname. The uh, My brother got his nickname, which he uh, he embraced more than I think I might have. And also looking back on it, it's funny that he embraced it because he he would get a, a, a muffin from Dunkin' Donuts on the way to early morning hockey practice. So they called him Muffin. <gasps> oh, um, my God. And he, he wore it. Uh, yeah. he, he embraced it. Like, his email address changed to Muffin. Like, he would, everyone called him Muffin. Um, and then it. I was at a lacrosse camp with him. And they said, what's kind of like... <laughs> fuck. So what's kind of like a muffin? And they were like, oh, it's, it's a cupcake. So no. <laughs> I, I had... I, I <laughs> you were cupcake? I had the nickname Cupcake for like... <laughs> for how many years? Oh, God. No, it wasn't that long. Thank God. Thank Christ. It was like <laughs> six to nine months, but I d- it didn't really dawn. <laughs> oh, fuck. <laughs> it didn't really dawn on me until now. Um, yeah, what a terrible... What, what, a, what a terrible core memory to, to unearth. And it's funny because really you didn't do anything to earn it. You just happened to be related to Muffin. Uh, and then you were Cupcake. Uh, I was, I think I was in like seventh grade or something. And I was at a lacrosse camp. And it was run by like the high school kids. Like the high school seniors were calling me Muffin. It was, it was some, some prison yard shit. I love it. I love ribbing. I love it so much. You know what I hate? Like, there are people where, like, they don't like assigned nicknames. Um, they're real bad sports about it, you know? And they mm-hmm. would be like, oh, my, well, my name's John. I don't... Yeah, right, right. I don't know why you're yeah. calling me coffee guy. And I'm like, well, <laughs> you always have a coffee guy. Yeah. I think, and, and to a different extent, I don't, I don't like people that are too strict on having their full formal name. Mm. Um, like Zachary's that can't go by Zach. And stuff yeah. like that. Or, no. yeah, Joshua's. Joshua's who can't go by Josh. Yeah. Mm-mm. Dude, Mm-mm. I go by Cindy. Like, for me, if people get even in the ballpark of my name, I'm like, okay. Like, yeah, I respond to Andrew, Adam. Yeah, any yeah. A, any A male name I, that has like a, a D, B, N syllable, like, I'm fine. Yeah, we're good. Yeah. Kind of like I go, if I were a dog, I would respond to that because it's in the ballpark. I just go, oh, you know? So I just, <laughs> right. I don't really care. Um, and I've had people say, wait, that person just called you Sydney. Is your name Sydney? And I go, yeah. And they go, I've been calling you Cindy the last five times I've seen you. And I go, oh, I didn't even notice. Close enough. Like, yeah. <laughs> mm-hmm. um, so Angelina is so wasted in the kitchen and she's telling, is it Polly? She's telling him she's in love with him. Yeah. Yeah. She's cause she, she cock block him or something. She did. No, I she. Think. Yeah, I think she cock blocked him and then came home and then slapped, like just actually open hand slapped him a couple times, like pretty hard. Um, and they were being which, pretty nice, yeah. trying to like defuse it, and she just kept going in. Yeah, they they weren't doing really anything. Um, 
it's weird. They took it more mature than I thought they might have. Like, mm-hmm. I definitely, it's, I mean, whatever, 2009 or whatever. Um, hitting a woman has always been bad. Hitting a woman has not always been seen as the worst thing yeah. in popular culture and all that. So, like, I'm, I'm glad that it didn't escalate. Because I feel like it, like, definitely, like, could have. Yeah. And especially because everyone had been drinking, but they were able to have some restraint. Do people still wear sunglasses when they go clubbing? Because I know that no. everyone did in this era. Um, but I don't, because I haven't been clubbing. I, so I don't know if people still wear sunglasses when they go out. No. I Occasionally you'll see those, those little-ass John Lennon ones. Mm. Um that are, like, usually colored. They'll usually be, like, yellow-colored or something like that. Um, no one will go out wearing, like, dark shades. Which, which I never... I mean, I, I just don't get it. Why would you go outside in dark shades? It's already really dark out. The weirdest thing is Angelina just took off her sunglasses, and underneath of them, she was wearing blue contacts. And this was an era of colored contacts, but, like, why would you go through the discomfort of wearing a colored contact to then wear sunglasses all night? It's all it's all pretty crazy to me. Yeah. And that's that's the end of this episode, and mm-hmm. then um, they're showing us that next week there's going to be more wild times. There's more pointing. There's more yelling. <laughs> there's more hair gel. <laughs> yeah, and hot tub action. Oh, and then Smokey crawls in the bed with Vinny. I, think I remember that- this episode. This is, this is one of the actually only ones we've watched so far that I remember from when I was younger. Because I think, like, he, they try to have sex, but his dick is too big, and they can't get it in or something. Is that what, well, we'll find out. I won't spoil it's it. What a curse. Like, what a curse we have. Yeah. <laughs> it's too big to go in anywhere. <laughs> um, all right. Well, you want to do this again sometime? Yeah, buddy. <laughs> Thank you.